Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Real and True, the Real and True podcast. I'm your one of your co-hosts, Edmund Mitchell. And I'm the other co-host, Emily Mentok. And we're really excited to discuss um, Unit 4, Unit 4 of Real and True. So this podcast is for us to discuss the unit of videos in more detail, dive deeper into the content, and share some of the behind the scenes and mission of Real and True. Yeah, and if this is the first podcast you're listening to and you or you haven't checked us out yet, you can go over to realtrue.org to see our videos, our sort of mission, and uh, the uh, first three podcasts that we've released before this. Yeah. Also, could I... Give a shout out to the start here post. I think if you yeah, scroll down to the bottom, there's a start important. here post. Yeah. Yeah. On the website. And that it kind of explains the content strategy behind the videos, behind the project to point people to the catechism. Yeah. And it shows the structure we're walking through. We're walking through sections of the catechism and we're today on unit four or this unit um, covers unit four, which is catechisms paragraph 142 to 184. Yep. So Pick up your catechism. We can refresh your memory of those Mm -hmm. uh, paragraphs. And for this unit, we chose the thesis, uh, faith is a free and personal response to God made possible by grace. Yes. Oh, were you going to say more about that? You tell us about it. Well, I was just going to remind people that, you know, the thesis statement is one that we come up with to try to unify all the videos and content we make. Um, we try to like, what's one sentence that can kind of, we can hang everything on. Yeah. That uh, based on all the paragraphs in the catechism, how would we, what's like the point they're sort of building toward mm-hmm. in this section. Um, and then we have three videos based off of that. So the first one is the proclamation and this uh, unit's proclamation video is the power of call and response in music. And then we have the explanation video, which is what does it mean to have faith? Um, And then finally, the connection video, which is about increasing in faith and trust. So if you haven't watched these videos yet, you can check them out at our website, realtrue.org, or find us on YouTube and watch them there. Yeah. So maybe we should dive straight into the proclamation video. Yeah, which is a features an interview with your friend, Matt. Yeah, my friend, Matt, which is he's an amazing musician, an amazing man. And when I first became a youth minister in Toledo, Ohio, I had a retreat and he was the very first you know, musician or paid person I'd ever hired to come on a retreat. And he came on the street. I think we had like 30 kids and he just brought his guitar and a little amp and he was awesome. And, um, I actually do remember in the video, we talk about that Aussie chant, like, so he had this song and he, t- I, he talked about it in the interview. I don't know if it made it into the, the video, but he talked about that chant and yeah. I do, I have, there's video on Facebook of us doing this chant in the middle of like some praise and worship song. He like had a way to that work it in. That was built into the Yeah, it was the oi, oi, oi. It was like one of the things we all talked about and did, you know, for the rest of the year um, from that retreat. I'm it's sure really the funny. kids loved that. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because in praise and worship, there is a lot of call and response as a way to sort of mm-hmm. like in, invite people into participation yeah. uh, and into a relationship with the Lord because it's like a prayer, right? Yeah. During the music of praise yeah. and worship. Yeah. And it's part of liturgy, you know, it's part of um, the mass and all of these things inform or should direct us towards you know, the truth of our relationship with God. And when we're in liturgy, we're having prayer with God, but also there's this call and response between the priest and the people in the pews. And it's to, it's to remind us and to, to actually be this representation of us, like God speaking to us and we speak back to him or God reveals himself and we respond. God doesn't just reveal himself and we go, Oh, that's great. Hi. (laughs) Like there it is. Um, he's does it so we would respond to him. And I think one of the most powerful parts is how we respond as a community. Like Mm. that then even takes it to the next level. It's like you can respond to God in your own prayer time, but when you're in mass and uh, like 
uh, the priest says something like we, we give thanks to God and then everyone responds like it is right and just. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're doing that as a community, there's something so powerful there. Yeah. yeah. And it, it should always remind us that God is not just an isolated, he's not just a man in the sky, Yeah. but at his core at the, tr- the Trinity means that God is relationship. Yeah. And so we're called into relationship. We're called into the same relationship God, the father has with the son in the Holy spirit. And we really wanted to break that open for people who maybe haven't experienced, you know, call and response in mass or in praise and worship like that before. Yeah. And say, like, how do we tie that into it? So I, I'm a big sports fan and I love going to concerts, music yeah. festivals, pre-pandemic, of course. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I've talked with from friends who also like to go to concerts and stuff is like, it can almost be like a spiritual experience yeah. when you're there and like you're singing along with your band's favorite song or your favorite song. And then, you know, sometimes they'll even like, they'll cut the music. And then all of a sudden the crowd's like singing acapella or like, uh, I, I went to Notre Dame and we would yeah. go to Notre Dame football games and like, but every single game between the third and fourth quarter, we do like this cheer that like honors the coach. And there's just something about doing that in this big space that brings you together. It just feels something the the term that we sometimes use to talk about like God or faith, like something bigger than yourself, mm. like something more. I've experienced that in those totally secular settings too. Yeah. So we thought, okay, maybe there's something universal there that we can tap into to help people understand the power of call and response and call and response as a community mm-hmm. that plays out in our faith. Yeah. There's something, I mean, you were mentioning the pandemic and, you know, you saw all these stadiums and arenas with no people in them. And there is so something special. I mean, it's great to watch it on TV. Sometimes you can get better camera angles and stuff or better. You can see better. But there is something about being present, even if it's a huge crowd of people. Right. Of that kind of like the that dynamic back and forth, the call and response. And I love the way that when you put it in that group setting and people doing it together, it adds this meaning that mm-hmm. otherwise wouldn't exist. So right now I live in the in the state of Michigan. And uh, so there's two two main football teams there. There's uh, Michigan State and Michigan U of M. And if you like walk through like a grocery store in Michigan or something and you yelled out the words, go green, <laughs> which is like the start of a cheer, then all the Michigan State fans are going to respond, go white. Yeah. <laughs> and all the Michigan fans who want to like kind of stop your tear will yell back, go blue instead, which is like their color. Yeah. And it's so funny because this is just like random words, but then all of a sudden they have, you know, this meaning through them because people as a community, like have, have add the meaning to mm. those words in response to that relationship of us as fans. Yeah. And uh, not that all, all of mass is meant to be like <laughs> a sports stadium, <laughs> a, or football game? a football game. Uh, but I do think that there's something there that the power that's there because it's like universal, it's good. It comes from God. Like mm-hmm. it does relate to our experience of responding to God as a community in praise and worship or in mass yeah. or just as a church. Yeah. And a little bit of a um, sneak peek of future passages of the, of the catechism. You're hitting on the fact that, Faith is not just an isolated act. Like when we respond in faith, we're responding with the church. It's a communal act. Even if we're alone on our knees in our room and we're like, Jesus, I have faith in you. It's a, it's a church act. It's a community act. Um, Just in the same way that sin is not an isolated event. When we sin, like we're impacting the church. When we have faith, it's the church having faith and responding um, to God. So Right. And it's not responding to like the ritual or okay. the practice of faith because this call and response, um, and we touch on this briefly in the video, it's not about responding to a thing or an mm. object. It's about responding to a person. So yeah. talk a little bit about, you know, the difference between that response to objects versus human person. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think it was in one of my philosophy classes, you know, philosophers have this great way of just bringing up examples of everyday life to prove a point. And they talked about how, um, 
you know, when you look at objects and st- or when you look at animals or objects and stuff, there's no sense of um, embarrassment. But if you have a friend maybe for over th- for Thanksgiving and he kind of falls asleep and his eyes are kind of closed and you're not really sure if he's asleep and you're looking and you're looking at him, you might get a little bit of embarrassment if he like suddenly opens his eyes and you've just been staring at him. <laughs> like there's something about the fact that it's a person like looking back at you. Yeah, there's something there's something about like it's a it's a person. There's some uh, level of privacy and respect that we have to have towards people. And um, so objects we use, but people we have um, we don't. Well, we can use people, but there's a deeper thing they're called for, which is we're called for, which is a relationship. Right. And so um, a dysfunctional relationship is one that's just of use. Like I need someone to play basketball with and you're here and I play basketball. Mm-hmm. But these deeper relationships with our family members or our loved ones are really are relationships in the true sense of to have a relationship between two people. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the same way that God is not just a dispenser of uh, good graces, um, he he's a person, you know, in Jesus right. Christ. And so we have this relationship. Um, and throughout scripture, it often gives the analogy or the, the metaphor of um, the bride and the groom, like one of the ultimate relationships here on earth that we could experience is like this bride and groom relationship. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, so let's move into our sort of engage with the audience part two. Yeah, so uh, this is the standout catechism paragraph. So if, um, every time when we have the unit, we encourage you to pray through the section of the catechism and then find like one paragraph that stands out to you and just make that your paragraph for a while. You know, yeah. just like pray through it, think through it, um, kind of bring it throughout your day or your week. And uh, comment on this video, yeah, or just comment somewhere, like wherever what's your you're, paragraph, wherever you're watching or listening, yeah, yeah, and uh, let us know the paragraph that stood out to you or had an impact on you. Um, and so the one I picked is my favorite from this passage or this section, uh, paragraph one seventy. It says this: We do not believe in formulas, but in those realities they express, which faith allows us to touch. The believer's act of faith does not terminate in the propositions but in the realities which they express. And I love this. You were talking about this earlier. Like it's not just the words that we're responding to. You know, faith isn't just, or Christianity isn't just a philosophical idea or just a list of beliefs that we intellectually assent to. Um, There's something behind them. There's this person. There's a reality of God that we can touch and experience the mystery of God through faith. So I love this paragraph because it's reminding us, even the catechism um, we're not just believing in the words in the catechism. There's something behind it. There's something mysterious right. that really is true. It's re- <laughs> real and true. <laughs> true. It's real and true, and it's there, right? Yeah. Um, that God's real. So that's my. This has always been a paragraph that stands out to me in this um, section of the catechism. I love that too because I think it really speaks to like, yeah, you can't have that true call and response relationship if it's not a person. Mm-hmm. So when we are responding in faith, it's not to the words that are written in this book, but it's to the person of God who has given us this deposit of faith or to the reality of faith in our world and the way the world is created and God's plan of loving goodness. It's in response yeah. to that reality. Yeah. What about you? What's your... Yes, I, my favorite one is 154. I'm just, it's actually a long one. I'm just going to read the first two lines. So it says, believing is possible only by grace and the interior helps of the Holy Spirit. But it is no less true that believing is an authentically human act. Hmm. And I really loved that because I felt like there it was in the catechism, like that expressed, written down, expressed reality of what my experience of faith was. So hmm. as a, I was a person who like, I had stopped totally, I 
stopped practicing my faith like in college and after college. And even though I was raised Catholic, I was catechized in a way, I went to Catholic school, all the things, I went to mass with my family. But I didn't have that, like, I guess, either part, either of those parts yet, the Holy yeah. Spirit or the authentically human act of like responding in faith to God. And then when I did, when I finally did have that encounter with Jesus and I found my faith, mm. then it it was so strange because I, I, even though it was like my choices were changing, like the way I was living my life was changing, choosing to go to mass, choosing to ch- go, choosing to pray, that was changing, but I always felt like a gift. Mm. Like I say now, like, oh, the greatest gift of my life is that God gave me the gift of my faith, which I knew a life without it, especially. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people do in, into varying degrees, but that one just really stood out to me because it was just like, man, like that sums it up. Like it was only with like a gift with the help of the Holy Spirit that I was able to find that faith, but I still had to make those choices yeah. every single day. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, people, uh, I think that the dynamic between faith is a gift or faith is something we kind of choose. I think we can see people going to one of one of either extremes. Either yeah. they throw up their hands and go, well, I'm just not the type of person that believes then. Right. Or they say, um, well, uh, there's nothing I can do. Wait, they say either there's nothing I can do about it or there's nothing God has done about it. Right. Like either God hasn't given that to me or there's nothing I can do. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a really cool um, paragraph to remind us that it's both. Right. And I think if you're a person who's like struggling with faith, like God's never going to not give you what you need to mm-hmm. be in relationship with him. Exactly. So like if you're a person who's desiring to have faith and feeling like you're not having it, then asking God to, to give you the grace of finding it again. Yeah. And like he will, he'll come through. And then, or if you're a person who maybe, there's people in your life who haven't found their faith yet asking God to send to send his the Holy Spirit to give them that gift as well yeah um, which we've seen with a lot of the saints so so let us know your favorite catechism paragraph from that section and now do we want to talk about the explanation video let's do it so the uh, (laughs) this one starts with spicy food (laughs) starts with a uh, well it's a fake fact uh, (laughs) that animals don't taste spicy food was that it yeah it's uh yeah, some Hum- animals. Humans are the only ones who experience spicy, spicy food. food. Yeah, yeah. And I think there are animals that can experience spicy we food. We don't know. The point was that it was. <laughs> <laughs> that it was made up. It was a made, made up, up fact. Yeah. But, you know, there's a sometimes you can get caught up in those made up mm-hmm. facts. And um, so it was really about, okay, uh, what does it mean to have faith? What does it yeah. mean to trust a person? Why do we have faith in God? Like, and we, it's not just accepting, you know, like words at their face value. Because what, you know, sometimes what you hear in the world is that, Christians, Catholics, like we're just believing words that have been handed Mm -hmm. down and that there's no, we're not questioning the truth behind them or uh, really like, is God real? I don't know. Where's the proof? People are questioning that all the time. And so we really wanted to dive into that. Like, okay, that's not what true faith is. Mm -hmm. It's not just believing what people tell you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we also dived into the fact. So, I mean, our thesis was faith is a free and personal response to God made possible by grace. We also wanted to dive into the the meat of this section of the catechism that talks about faith is a faith in a who, excuse me, faith is a faith in a who and in a what. Yeah. So it's, we believe in God who we believe in the who of God, but then we also believe in the what of he, what he's uh, revealed. Like, so the truth of what God has revealed about himself. And when God is revealing himself to us, that doesn't mean that it's, we just take it at face value either. We have to respond with that yeah. choice. There has yeah, to yeah. be that response part. And there is this great scene in the video that 
um, we kind of worked on and we we're trying to figure out, you know, what is the right way to sort of uh, both explain and visualize this yeah. for the script of the video. Which is a big um, challenge in the videos is, is taking these and then you, we, we all, but you especially work really hard with the animation team. Like, how are we going to visualize this abstract concept? Right. Yeah. And then building into the script. And so we chose this scene of, uh, of like a diving board. It's like one of those classic movie scenes. You get to the top of like a high diving board and then yeah. the character gets all nervous. They're scared to like jump off. Um, and we kind of chose that as the scene for this. And there was a couple things about that analogy that worked well. And it's not the whole video. It's not a perfect analogy, but, um, one is that, uh, something that usually happens in those diving board scenes, like you're seeing other people jump mm. and it's kind of helps put your mind at ease. It kind of makes you realize like, okay, maybe this is okay. I'm seeing my friends doing do it. They're cheering me on from yeah. down below. Yeah. Um, and I think the Christian life is really like that. We felt that was an important part to share because you're not jumping. You, If you ever decide to jump, it's not just because you're seeing other people. If you're just doing it for your friends, then it's not really, you know, your free choice. But there is something really reassuring that helps us have that trust and grow in faith, seeing others around us do the same thing and them cheering us on and telling us like, it's okay to yeah. take that leap of faith. Yeah, man. Leap of faith. I have to mention one of my favorite scenes, um, of any of the Spider-Man franchise movies is, uh, have you seen into the Spider-Verse? No, Spider I haven't. Okay. So long story short is miles Morales has been bitten by a spider and there's lots of other Spider-Men and spider persons from other universes, the, the other Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other Peter Parker's. And so they all have in the Spider-Man story, Peter Parker has some moment where there's a leap of faith where he has to just kind of like trust that he has these abilities and, and leap out and then his abilities kind of take off and then he becomes Spider-Man. So in this movie, Miles Morales is um, just be being constantly encouraged, like you'll know when you're ready, right? And so he climbs up to the top of this skyscraper and he leaps off. And one thing that most people might not notice is that the glass breaks, representing that like he's still scared. His hands are still like stuck to the glass and he has to like rip himself off of it and just leap. And then there's this beautiful shot where he's falling but the the movie flips it so it looks like he's like ascending. Whoa. It's so cool. Like I want a huge that poster of it. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of representing that he's like ascending to his, you know, his powers. What he's you know? been called to do, yeah. Yeah. And so at some point as he's falling, then suddenly he like goes into action and can use his powers to its full, right? Yeah. And you know, we could we could dig here for an analogy for faith, right? Someone or something put in him the ability to use his powers. Yeah. It wasn't just his, but it, but it required his action. Yeah. Like it required an act, but it was still there. You know, like there was a gift we have this gift from God, but we still have to act. And at some point we just have to trust that if we make that leap, that God will provide. Right. And it's, no one could push him off of that too. Or yeah. you can't, getting pushed off the diving board isn't yeah. having that leap of faith. So that choice that you you you're, you have to have that moment of trust and choosing in response, even if God's giving you everything you need, that yeah. you will be okay. And here's that. the other here's the other part is that I mean, in our thesis, faith is a free and personal response. Yes, like it it is uniquely yours. I love love that part that yeah. and that the catechism backs it up because yeah. I remember saying that like yeah finding my faith was like it needed to become my own yeah. that I couldn't that it was a struggle to just take what was handed down to me and that the only way I would have a relationship with God was finding out what is my relationship with him. Yeah, and yeah. that's going to look different from everyone else's. Yeah, and Miles in the movie he's asking all the different spider people, "How will I know? How will I know?" And he's like you will know, like it is your act, your act of faith. Like yeah. it, you'll know when you're ready to do it because it has to be your act of faith.
That's great. We should yeah. have we should have ditched the diving board for <laughs> Spider-Man. Well, I mean, there's probably some copyright issues. We probably couldn't sure. use Spider-Man in that. Um, Do we, we want to talk about the new animation Yeah, team? I just want to give a shout out. We've got two new animators. So this is unit four. It's the first unit post the pilot. So the first three units were sort of our, you know, experiment of the, what could this project look like. We mentioned in the last podcast that we, we didn't know how people would respond. We just had this idea. We felt called to do it. And um, people did respond. We hit our goal for the number of views that we wanted. Yeah. Um, and so we were, um, we were able now to continue making videos, which is super exciting. We're so grateful to everyone who has supported this project. Um, and including starting to work with a new animation team for um, uh, for the proclamation video. Actually, I'm realizing this should have been in the other. Oh yeah, section. we should mention it for that one. Yeah. So the explanation the, video is JP, the same who's team, awesome. Who's still, yeah. He's been with us from the beginning. We're yeah, so yeah. grateful for him. But the new animation team is actually for the, the proclamation, proclamation video. Mm -hmm. So this is great. Sweet. Uh, next is a connection video, which we talk about. Do you trust me? It's basically just four minutes of trust falls. <laughs> <laughs> but also uh, trusting strangers. Yes. Or or like how trusting strangers are to other strangers. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a very trusting person? I am to a fault. I actually have a hard time believing that people like I've had situations where a friend has said, I empirically know that that person is lying and I have a really hard time believing them because oh, wow. I just have a hard time believing that people lie. I'm like the opposite. I'm like, I know <laughs> that I should trust this person. Like they, they are a trustworthy yeah. person. They've never really let me down. And yet then I still struggle with yeah. trust. We're like the opposite. That yeah. Way. Yeah. That's interesting. Where, where do you think that comes from? Is it just like your family life or uh, like, well, uh, not whoa. you specifically, <laughs> but people, I guess yeah. it comes from, you know, it's, a, well, I think it's, I mean, right. It's like a fallen world that, yeah. and people, people let you down and I don't know, maybe I think some, uh, nature, nurture, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not, I don't, we won't have therapy on the <laughs> podcast, but yeah, I think that the, over time you learn, like people develop these instincts based on, you know, what, it, what did you learn to grow up with? What were you, yeah. did you learn for survival? How did you navigate the world? And, yeah. um, but it's sometimes interesting when then those trust issues can also play into trusting God, right? Mm -hmm. Even though yeah. he doesn't let us down. Yeah. 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 Cause you know, trust, we say trust issues. Like, like there is a, a healthy level of not just, you know, giving everyone the keys to your car, yeah. but there also is a healthy level of, of, risk and danger in all relationships. Right. Like you never, can you ever know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your spouse will never <clears throat> like betray your trust? Right. Well, no, you, you can't You'll ever never know, know it with certainty. Yeah. And well, and that comes down to it, you being in a relationship with someone and yeah. trust is built or gained or lost over time. And the thing about being in a relationship with God is that he doesn't let you down. He doesn't, yeah. God doesn't betray our trust because he is yeah. It reminds me of um, a story. My son recently, we were all getting in the car and one of my sons kept lingering in the house and I was like, just get outside, get outside. And um, we're doing things and I'm grabbing my daughter and he says, dad, I'm hungry. I'm like, okay. And, and he just like kept saying it again, dad, I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, okay, just get outside. And he's like, can I bring this? I'm like, no. And he's like, but I'm hungry. Get outside. Right. <laughs> and uh, at one point I just looked at him and I just said, Dominic, I need you to trust that I'm your father and that I care about you and that I have heard your request. And we get in the car and I had a whole bunch of snacks that I had packed. Yeah. And it's like that with God. We think, God, like, give me this thing. Don't you hear me? Give me this thing. Like, I want this thing or I want this. I um, want it now. I want yeah. I want to control the process for how I'm going to get it. Yeah. Or <laughs> why do I feel this way? Or why, you know, why was I built this way? And God often sees the bigger picture and says, look, I need you to trust that I'm your father and that I'm going to take care of you. 
And it's in those little moments of placing, and we can start really small throughout our day, but throughout our lives, we build this um, trust in God. And it's that relationship that we can build and practice over time. Yeah, that's such a good point. That's starting small, that like God, you can build a relationship with God. It's not like from, from the beginning, all of a sudden, like now you got, now you know who God is and you feel like you've expressed yourself to him. Like it can be built up over time because we're human, we're finite. It takes like, we have to overcome uh, challenges of living in the world. And so the best way to do it is to just start by building that relationship and taking that initial leap of faith and God will kind of carry you from there. Yeah. That's awesome. Man, we've covered a lot. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Are there any final things we want to cover before we wrap up? Well, oh, oh, the last thing that I was just going to say that another thing that kind of really stood out to me about this section, that's sort of like an undertone of the video is that the necessity of faith. Mm, So like, what does it mean when the catechism says the necessity of faith? That's one of those ones that like reading through it again, kind of threw me. But I think if you put all the videos together, mm-hmm. it really gives the answer, yeah. which is like, okay, call and response that there's like this, you do it as a group that like when someone share, says a line and you know the response to it, that you're compelled to respond and have that relationship expressed in that way. Yeah. Um, so like if what's God calling us to, okay, we're compelled to respond by our nature that like how God has revealed himself to a who mm. to be in that relationship. And then that like God is the fulfillment of trustworthiness. Mm. And when you put all that together, it makes sense then that like based on who God is and who he created us to be, there is no other response except to have faith in him. That is like the necessity of it. Yeah. The response God wants isn't for us to just behave a certain way. Right. He wants all of it to come from, from this belief in him, this trust in him, this faith in him and what he reveals. And, and yeah, Jesus said, unless you have faith, you won't be saved. Right. And there's so many times that his ability to perform miracles was based on people's faith. And, um, so it, it's necessary for salvation. It's the way that, uh, the sacraments work in our lives, uh, is in cooperation with, um, the faith that we have. And going back to like what we've been building on from, a, a, I think it was unit one that like God made us to know him and to love him. Yeah. So if God made us to know him and to love him, and then we've learned through these other videos, like that, how he's revealed himself, that mm-hmm. he has revealed himself, then the, uh, what it looks like to know and love him is, is a free and personal response yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just think like, I mean, everyone knows this implicitly. If you built a robot to be your spouse, I mean, it'd be like, <laughs> okay, that's kind of nice. Like maybe it'd cook and clean for you or whatever, but it's not an actual free, right. response. Not a free response. Yeah. yeah. But uh, a, a person freely responding to marry you is, is a much more meaningful thing. The same with God. God didn't create us as robots to just like follow him. Right. He wants us to have a free response to so you him. have that relationship of love. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you for uh, listening to the Unit 4 podcast. We're super excited. So again, this unit is the first one of our sort of post-pilot phase, yeah. um, which means that we have we will be able to finish, you know, at least through the first pillar of the catechism yeah, right now. Yeah, the creed. Um, but we, uh, we're super grateful for, first, uh, the support of our Sunday visitor, OSV, who uh, has helped us get started with this project, who's funding it, but then also want to invite you guys. So thank you to the donors who have already yeah. uh, given of their own money. To yeah support this project yeah, yeah. Uh, online you can find that and then if you if you're inspired by this as well and you want to see the project continue um, with more units to continue bring, bringing the catechism to the modern world then you can also go online to our website at realtrue.org and make a donation there anything else that's it right 
Uh, let's end with the mission. Always bring it back to mission. Okay, right? so, so yeah, the mission of Real and True is to transform the letter into a living voice for the modern world. So we're creating these videos to unpack the catechism, just release it in the digital world, in the digital continent, The digital if you continent, will. Uh, they're so, free. Yeah, they're global. free, global, Spanish, English, French, and... Portuguese. <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening or watching and be sure to share these videos on social media and we will see you in the next couple videos. Thanks everyone. Bye.